Hello to everybody listening at home. This is the Ordinary Church Podcast. I'm Connor. I'm here with Pastor Mike. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Connor. There's a uh, kind of a peppy introduction for you. And Mike, I'm going to turn it back to you to give us our topic for the day. All right. Our topic for today is this. Be, are you ready for it, listeners? It's, it's a, a long, long one. Title. It's a long title. Prayer, social media engagement, politics, and church membership. There you go. And Boom. That, that last one feels like kind of an extra appendage. So I'm curious how that's going to fit in. But I'll tell you what, it's going to fit in really nicely, like a puzzle, <laughs> like a glove. Prayer, social media engagement, politics, and church membership. That's right. We have been talking about prayer on Friday mornings with the men's uh, men of the word group. We've mm-hmm. been doing devotional videos on prayer that are going to go up next week. Uh, we've been reading a lot about politics. We are living in the world of social media with our friends, relatives, church members, uh, posting all kinds of things all the time. Mike, I'm going to let you just dive in. Where do you want to start today? I think I want to start in um, 1 Timothy chapter 2, which says in verse 1, First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Verse 2, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is very good in the sight of God. And, you know, we're praying uh, for our leaders that they would actually lead in such a way that doesn't make life hard on Christians, even though we know that everyone who desires to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But we are to pray for our leaders and even to pray that Christians will have freedom to uh, preach the gospel. Can I ask you, how how are you praying right now for our president, for other elected officials? Mm -hmm. When you're praying, what does that sound like? Well, for me, I'm I'm basically keeping it very simple that they would be saved if they're not a Christian, okay, and they would be sanctified if they are a Christian, yeah, and that they would be uh, kept from the pollutive uh, power of politics that mm. can very easily wash over someone. Yeah, politics are not always pollutive, but they're very uh, polluting at times, and so uh, they would be saved and they would be sanctified. Like I mentioned on Sunday in my sermon, I I pray for those the politicians whose names are on the signs all over town. Okay. Yeah. Um, Colossians 4, 2 through 4 is instructed for us there too. If, if prayer is declaring our utter dependence on God, it says, devote yourself, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Yeah. And then Paul says this, he says, at the same time, pray also for us mm-hmm. that God may open to us a door for the word mm. to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison. So he is being persecuted at that yeah. moment that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. And I think that's the, the mirror image of 1 Timothy 2, which says, pray for all those in authority. He's saying, pray for an open door for the word. And yeah. I think every Christian should be praying. So, if, you know, prayer, social media engagement, politics, and church membership. As it relates to uh, your life, and especially as a citizen, you should be praying for an open door for the word. Hmm. Not just that God, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, just let my candidate win. Uh, I'm not praying that. Yeah. I'm praying, Lord, be glorified. Mm-hmm. Um, may righteousness reign. Uh, may may wickedness be exposed. May people be saved and may people be sanctified. Yeah. And so our prayers of declaring dependence utterly on God need to, to have that component of open door for the word. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting thought that as a Christian citizen, one of the ways that I would engage in my society would be to pray for for my my country absolutely absolutely yeah well let's kind of pivot to talk about social media engagement obviously we're we're living in the world of you know quick fingers on the keyboards 
um, voice texting, however you post. Uh, mm -hmm. You just brought up a really interesting thought from an article that, that we've been talking about. Someone said that everyone's posting basically thinking that their post is going to be the one that's going to go viral. Right? Be, <laughs> yeah, right. Be the one that, you know, has millions of views or, or whatever it is, right? Yes. Um, but in doing that, people are forgetting about how that post might impact the fellow believers in their local church. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to just speak to that quickly and yes. talk about that dynamic? Sure. And we are living in the time of, uh, of quick fingers, sharp tongues, quick wits, and I don't know, a sad, sad state of affairs in terms of a lot of Christians seeming to be, um, you know, being probably waylaid by by their own depravity, okay? Yeah. By the, you can't blame anybody else for what you post. Um, but it's true that I think, I was reading this article the other day from Nine Marks, and it was like, everybody thinks that their post is on the verge of going viral. You know, oh, I got four likes, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's going to go viral, you know. I've thought that before. I thought, you know, what if I open up Twitter one day and something I posted that gets <laughs> no likes exploded. somehow has exploded, you know, and Jesus is going to uh, reach the world through my <laughs> tweet. Yeah. You know, it's not going to happen. Okay. Now, could it happen? Sure. You know, one in a million chance. So you're saying there's a chance, right? Uh, sure. But here's the deal. Um, I think if we're all honest, we like to share our opinions. We don't always think how that's going to affect those in our local church. And uh, so this is where church membership comes in. That every believer ought to be a part of a local assembly of believers and be committed and engaged in that local church, okay? Yeah. And um, listeners, if you're not a church member and you're part of Grace Church of Orange, you need to consider being a member of this church, linking arms with us in worship and witness. And I, I will just say that the question that that I've been thinking about most for myself, because you'll see me up on, I'm not like one that says, oh, I'm never on social media. But what you'll notice is I'm not telling you who to vote for. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling um, all sorts of things that, that you would be going, whoa, that's like so, you know, you know, egregious or that's so he just dropped some fire there. And now all the Democrats or all the Republicans are all going to be upset. You know, far left and far right should probably be upset with my posts all the time, because what I'm what I'm saying is, you know, get over yourselves and and trust in Christ and focus on Christ and Him crucified. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't mean you 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 never do any political activism, but it means what is your what is your end game? What is your goal? What is your what is your focus right now, believer? If it's not Christ crucified, risen, and coming again, then something's wrong. Like if your political engagement is for yourself or to vent or to just get your way, then you're wrong. Yeah. And so I think, think about it this way. So five to 50 people are going to see my post and they're all in my circle of friends. They all know me. I'm building my reputation. Mm -hmm. And basically, how is this going to help or hinder Christian fellowship? Okay. How and how will it help and hinder evangelism? Mm -hmm. How is it going to impact the people in my local church? I think that's probably the, the main concern. Totally. No, that totally makes sense. Let me just even uh, build on that. Are there any other questions you'd say, this is a helpful kind of diagnostic question to ask yourself before you hit post? Yeah, what's my motive? Okay. You know, just what's my motive? And then, you know, what do I think is going to be the result of this? Yeah. You know, what am I trying to do? If I'm trying to smack people down and there's one person in particular, 
why don't you pray for them first and get on the phone and call them and talk with them and talk it out if it's something that they need if you need to talk about. Yep. Maybe you forbear. Maybe you just got provoked. Am I doing this out of anger? Am I doing this out of a knee-jerk reaction? I want to set someone straight. Uh, social media is not the place to do it. Mm. No, it's just not. And, yeah. and we see it all the time. Yeah. We do. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's turn quickly to the idea of church membership. Mm-hmm. November 4th is kind of quickly approaching. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of opinions, a lot of emotions on that day. How could a local church look uh, different than the world even in the midst of differing opinions, how mm-hmm. can we be a witness for the gospel in our unity sure. when that day comes? Sure, we're, now. <laughs> right, yeah, because we know that we have unity in diversity and that we need to strive for unity, not at the expense of truth, though. Yeah, and this is where it gets sticky because people will, you know, trot their truth out versus God's truth from the Word, and so and there's a lot of people twisting the scriptures right now. So, look, I think we can admit that this is a very confusing time. Yep. And it's um, a very concerning time, and it's a time for caution, okay? I think that Christians should be cautious because just someone saying, look, the Bible says this, and if you don't go check it and they're wrong, you know, for example, people are saying, um, one thing I've I've noticed recently, oh, you know, the left is pro-life when it comes to um, capital punishment, and the right is pro-life when it comes to abortion. And, I, and I'm sitting there thinking, that makes me so sad. Mm-hmm. Because if you counted up since 1973 how many people in America mm-hmm. have died from capital um, punishment, yeah. it's like 1,500. Mm-hmm. But you see how many millions of babies have been um, killed in America since 1973 through abortion, it's like almost 40 million. Wow. You know, and worldwide, yeah. at this point, it's 40 million right now, just this year. Okay, billions have, have died from abortion. Well, billions haven't died from capital punishment. No. So to even make that that statement or that comment, it, it shows that they haven't thought it through. And you're not comparing apples and apples, right? Right. The unborn is an innocent life, an image bearer being killed. Right. The other is and someone the, who's committed a crime. And obviously this is a conversation, but even biblically, you have, you know, if anyone sheds the blood of man, mm-hmm. by man his blood will be, sh- be shed. Right. Genesis 9. So. Right. And the other thing is it's been legalized to murder. And to murder an unborn baby, yeah. right? And so that happens over and over again. It's like you can't hide behind the law yeah. on a moral issue or yeah. biblical. That's yeah. a biblical issue that's become politicized. Yeah. So we should be speaking about the the biblical issues. Could you maybe just give us the freedom to or help people see that there is freedom to to really think of these things as moral issues, not just a political you know view that you could fall on one side or the other of. Right. Well, when it's a biblical or moral issue versus a political issue or something that is all three, it's first a biblical issue. Like, for example, the sanctity of life. Yeah. That's first a biblical issue. Yeah. And of course, from from the cradle to the grave, of course, God cares about all of human life. Yeah. Um, but again, when we politicize it, we get into emotions and getting fights in with people and what have you. So yeah. it's it, you have we have freedom. And, and here's the thing. You can say whatever you'd like. But you're going to give an account for every word before God. Yeah. So, you and, and some people don't care, and we do need to care. Mm. Like we need to live in the fear of God, the reverence of God, yeah. and say, I don't want anything I say to bring dishonor to the name of Christ. Yep, that's right. It's yeah. e- oh, maybe you could speak to this. Is it easy to lose sight of the glory of Christ in all of this? Right. Yeah, I want you to speak to that. I, you have a thought on that. Go for it. <laughs> no, I just that's just yeah, the I think thought that came to mind. I think it's easy to start to think in terms of my opinions, my mm-hmm. views, and even if 
my view might be the biblical view, mm-hmm. I can still pursue it in a, in a way that doesn't honor the Lord right. by letting it be all about my opinion. Yes, and that's where you go back to motive and you go back to, am I provoked or am I angry? Yep. Am I trying to set someone straight? Or do I have the, the pure motive of, uh, this is for Christ and scripture. This is for the gospel. Yep. Uh, this is for the church. This yep. is for the glory of God and the good of man. Yep. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. We're going through 1 Corinthians 13 right now in the high school group. Mm-hmm. And to just think about the way that 1 Corinthians 13 yeah, rebukes a lot of lovelessness is pretty serious. And it just feels like even a lot of, a lot of good opinions can be mm-hmm. pursued in really unloving ways right now. Yeah, like even when he starts, I'm going to show you a more excellent way, like, what Christian wouldn't want to go more excellent yeah. way? Well, yeah. the unrepentant Christian, mm-hmm. the Christian that's become cauterized in their heart and calloused and only cares about their thoughts and their words. And again, let's go back to your social media presence. I really do. Listeners, this is what I'm trying to practice in my own life right now. Before I post it, how will this bless people? Yeah. How will this help people? How will this get the gospel out? Yeah. And again, my need shouldn't be to voice my opinion. Mm-hmm. My need should be uh, to to glorify God and and for the good of others. Yeah, yeah. No, that absolutely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that I really have any more questions. Do you have any thoughts that you want to close with before we bring it to an end here? You know, I think I want to just share Romans eleven, and let's remind ourselves, let some gospel gospel goodness wash over our souls. Um, Romans eleven thirty three to thirty six. I go back to that so often. After Paul has spoken for 11 chapters on the glory of the gospel and how in light of man's depravity, the sovereignty of God has has brought about salvation for the elect. He says this, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. We don't know it all, but God does. Praise God. How unsearchable are his judgments, how inscrutable his ways. Like there's this burst of praise, right? And then he quotes Um, from Job, who has known the mind of the Lord, who has been his counselor, who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid, uh, quoting from Isaiah and Job. And then he says this in verse 36, for from him and through him and to him are all things. And I think if we think that way, wow, what I have is from God. I am living through God's strength and grace and mercy. And I want to live to him as an offering to him. If my mm-hmm. life is an offering mm-hmm. to God, if I offer my life as Romans 12 puts it, you know, uh, off, present sacrifice. yourself a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. um, then, and, and I say to him be glory forever, amen, then that needs to bleed out into my church membership and my politics and my social media engagement and my prayer. Mm-hmm. And pray this back, Lord, uh, we don't know what to do, but you do, and and from him and through him and to you are all things, Lord, to you be the glory forever. Yeah. You know, let me be a blessing. Yeah. Let me help. Let me not hinder. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Right on. That's a good final word. Well, listeners, we're going to wrap it up there. We hope that that helps you. Um, Thanks for listening, and we will uh, be back next week on the Church Podcast.